Hello, welcome again to Thomas Taylor Ministries. So glad you could join me again. We're going to get into the Word of God today, and today we're going to be talking about world government, what the book of Revelation teaches us about the coming one world government. You can probably see it all around you today if you're paying any attention at all uh, to the media and how the world is becoming globalized, becoming one, um, and it's not in a good way. Unfortunately, I believe the Bible teaches us that uh, we'll be under the Antichrist a communist or a Marxist, or you could say socialist, one world government. And so we've really uh, got to be aware of what the scripture says about these things. And so we're going to be covering Revelation chapters 12 through 14 today. Your first time to Thomas Taylor Ministries, we welcome you. Uh, I encourage you to check out the website, thomastaylorministries.org. That's thomastaylorministries.org, where you can find uh, lots of resources there. You can find uh, videos, podcasts, articles. Uh, there's a uh, Bible curriculum there for three years of Bible study uh, that you can just do on your own. You're free to do it. You're free to uh, just take the material and go through it on your own. And there's, there's going to be lots of uh, charts and graphs when we talk about end-time prophecy. So take advantage of that. I encourage you to do that. If it's your first time, we welcome you. Uh, we also want to thank you and welcome all our supporters. Um, if you want to support the ministry, I really appreciate it. It helps me make this broadcast available to you. And just at the website, thomastaylorministries.org, scroll down to the bottom and hit the donate button. And I appreciate your donations. Uh, thank you so much to all my supporters. Let's get into world government today, what the Bible has to say about this. And there's a, a chart that you can find on my website. And uh, it is kind of a, a large chart, and you're not going to be able to see the words on the chart. I just wanted you to be familiar with what it looks like. Um, and I'll be covering the material in this today. So if you want to, you can go there uh, under resources check in time charts and graphs it says something like that under the resources menu in time charts graphs and timelines and you'll see this chart there you can click on it click again and zoom in and you'll be able to to see some of the things i have here the words that are uh available on the chart um that you'll have to check out on your own on your own computer because you won't be able to see the words here but i will be explaining uh the symbols and what's going on to uh, first, let me start off by saying, realize Revelation when it starts about when it starts talking about the end time. It's four narratives. There's four main stories that are being told, and they all just kind of dovetail in the at the end to the same end time events. They all end the same. In particular, they end with the Great Tribulation, a three and a half year year period of time, and then after the tribulation, Jesus comes. And then after that, God pours out his wrath. So I am, uh, you could call it post-trib, pre-wrath. Um, and so the rapture does happen after the tribulation. And I'll prove that today by scriptures. I'll show you some scriptures that prove that right here in the book of Revelation. And so we got three and a half years of tribulation. Then Jesus comes. In fact, right before Jesus comes, there's going to be a big asteroid that strikes the earth, which is going to decimate the planet. And I've talked about that in some of my Apophis videos, is the, is the asteroid that's coming called Apophis. And so you can check that out in some of my other videos. Um, it's something very serious to, to check out. 
uh, because it's coming. And Apophis is due to come in the year 2029. So if that's the asteroid, that's, that's going to be the one that's hit, that hits the Earth. But the Bible is very clear that an asteroid is coming to hit the Earth. You can read that in Revelation chapter 8. And so that happens, and then Jesus raptures the church. And so all these stories, there's four stories. I've already told the, four, the first story, which is the big main narrative, the big picture that talks about the seven seals of Revelation. And so we already covered that in other videos. Seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls of God's wrath. And so that's the big picture. That's the main narrative that all these other narratives kind of dovetail right into, you know. And then uh, the, my last video, I talked about the second narrative, talking about the two witnesses, that the temple in Israel will be rebuilt on the Temple Mount with a sharing arrangement uh, with the Palestinians or the, uh, the Muslims, I should say. And, and so that's also uh, a narrative in itself. It's a parenthetical, but it does end the same way. It ends with three and a half years tribulation, then the rapture, and then uh, the wrath of God, all narratives describe these events at the end of their narrative so the rapture is in there four different times as well as the great tribulation in there four times um and the wrath of god is in there four times and all you got to do is read it and realize it's it they all end the same like that and so today we're going to learn about the third narrative which is kind of like uh well i call it a vision john had a vision where, you know, he's already in heaven seeing the things that are happening uh, in the future from his perspective. It's in the future. It hadn't happened. Then he has a vision where he goes all the way back in time. And that's what this chart represents. He goes back to the year when Jesus was born. And so this vision lasts uh, approximately 2,000 years of, of time that he, he sees in a, in a vision form in chapters 12, 13, and 14. So we're covering chapters 12, 13, and 14 here. Um, today we're only going to be covering chapter 12. And my next video is probably going to be 13. And then maybe there'll be uh, one or two videos after that to cover this entire vision from chapters 12 to 14. And so uh, what, what we need to understand is this is the third narrative. And uh, it goes back about 2,000 years. And so this is the one that tells the story about world government being destroyed at the end world government man's authority is destroyed when jesus returns to the earth and and takes over um and he will rule the world for a, a thousand years of peace and then eventually the world will be renovated by fire and and then there'll be a new heaven new earth and so forth and jesus rules forever and ever and ever his to the there will be no end to his government and we will rule and reign with him if you're a believer a christian uh, as kings and priests and so all this uh, is in scripture, but we're going to cover chapter 12 today. Um, and so I also want to point out that this is a, a vision. And because it's a vision, it is um, it has a lot of symbols in it. Let's put it that way. Uh, almost all of Revelation, you can actually read literally. Just read it. And if it, I mean, if it looks like it could happen, take it literally. But we'll see today is one of the few sections of Revelation where if you read it literally, it really would make sense. There's a woman clothed in the sun, standing on the moon. No, that, that doesn't make any sense, right? So that's obviously a symbol, and we're going to interpret what that symbol is along with the rest of the symbols. So 
Uh, again, the visions of Revelation, you'll find one in chapter 1, um, and there's a vision here of Revelation 12 through 14, and then there's another one in Revelation 17, 18, 19. Uh, they're highly symbolic. Other than these visions, chapter 1, chapters 12 through 14, 17 through 19, uh, other than those sections of Revelation, read the rest of Revelation literally. Like, literally, don't read into it and, and turn things into symbols just read it literally and you're going to understand revelation but when it is nonsensical to read it literally like we'll read today then you can switch it over to a symbol so the same is true with any other part of the bible you know the the right way to interpret the bible is to read it literally and if you try to read it literally and it becomes nonsense then you can interpret it to be a symbol and so just, just like I was talking about, a woman clothed with the sun standing on the moon is not to be read literally. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get into Revelation chapter 12. And so we'll start all the way back almost 2,000 years. John's having a vision going back in time and he's seeing these things. And so these are symbols and we'll interpret what the symbols are. This is in Revelation chapter 12, verse one. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. That doesn't make sense literally, right? And the moon was under her feet. And on her head is a crown of 12 stars. Could not be taken literally. Verse 2 says, And she was with child, and she cried out, being in labor, in pain, in, uh, to, in pain to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. And his tail swept a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And a dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child." All right, so what is all this? this? This woman is the nation of Israel. God had called Israel to give birth to the Messiah. And the Messiah, of course, is Christ Jesus. And that's what this is talking about. She is the one clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and 12 stars representing the 12 tribes of Israel as a, a crown upon her. And she is uh, to give birth to the Messiah, the Anointed One. And so, of course, we know that to be Jesus, but the devil was there, represented by the seven-headed red dragon. Um, this is all symbolic, but the seven-headed red dragon represents Satan's kingdom, Satan and his kingdom. And uh, Satan's kingdom is run by seven uh, fallen angels or fallen cherubs, just like at the throne of God, there's seven angels that blow the seven trumpets. These are the seven angels that stand at the throne of God, um, as, as well as God has uh, four uh, creatures or beasts there. Um, and, and so uh, Satan has basically mimicked, mimicked God's kingdom. And so he makes himself out to be God, and he's got these seven fallen angels or cherubs that run his kingdom. Um, and, and so these are uh, fallen angels that have ruled in the past uh, 6,000 years of man's uh, time in the second heaven. 
And understand that there's, there's three heavens. There's the third heaven, which is God's throne. Satan and his angels are not there. They're, they're in the second heaven, which is just above the earth. Um, and you can't see them, of course. It's in another dimension in the spirit realm. And then there's uh, the first heaven, which is the one we can see, which has the, you know, the stars and the moons and, and, and the sky and so forth, the blue sky during the day. And so the second heaven is a place of rulership. Man, when he sinned, he gave the dominion over planet Earth over to the enemy of God, over to Satan, the arch enemy of God. And so Satan now rules. He is called in the Bible the God of this world. And so he, he is uh, the ruler of this world, particularly for those who give him rule through their sin. Sin gives Satan power uh, over mankind. And so there's been a lot of sin. And so he has a lot of power over mankind. So that's why we see evil in the world today. And so uh, this red dragon representing Satan or Satan's kingdom tried to kill Jesus when he first came to the earth. If you remember, there was a, a plot by Herod to kill all the babies. And so all the babies mourning, but there was a, an angel that appeared to Joseph and they said to flee over to Egypt. And so Jesus was saved as a baby. And so that's what this represents. And so this, this um, dragon had a tail that swept one-third of the stars. Uh, most scholars believe that that means that one-third of the angels or angelic uh, host fell with Satan. He deceived them through uh, some type of deception um, that made them turn their back on God. And I have a moth in here. <laughs> that made them turn their back on God and make Satan their Lord. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, not too smart. I mean, they're intelligent. Some of these angels are highly, highly intelligent. But to turn your back on God is not just, just not very smart. He's the creator of all things. Well, anyway... These, these fallen angels have ruled, the seven heads of this dragon have ruled ancient kingdoms that we know of. Uh, Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. And the, the angels had all been stripped of their power and cast into uh, the, the um, well, it's not up on this image, but in the previous image, let me go back one. The bottomless pit, which is what this black section is. So these seven angels uh, fell, well, uh, yeah, to the bottomless pit, and they're going to rise again in the last days, the last three and a half years. So Satan is ruling in the second heaven. That's what this gray section is up here. Second heaven. The green section is Earth. So Satan has ruled and is ruling currently in second heaven over the planet. But then he's going to lose a battle, which we're going to read here in just a moment, and be cast to the earth. Also, the seven angels that ruled from ancient, actually it's six angels. The seventh one will be the beast, the Antichrist. But the six angels have ruled from ancient times past, um, have fallen to the, the bottomless pit, and they will rise again for the last three and a half years. So during the last three and a half years, Satan himself will come to the earth because he'll be cast out of second heaven and all the demons and fallen angels that rule in second heaven will come to the earth. 
then those demons that are in the bottomless pit will rise out of the bottomless pit and be on the earth. So that's why the, the last three and a half years, the Great Tribulation is called Great Tribulation. All these fallen angels and demons will be on planet Earth, not just up there in the sky. They'll be here. And so it's a terrible, terrible time. If you could see in the spirit, it would be horrifying. But thank God we won't be able to see in the spirit. Nonetheless, we will know and feel their influence on planet Earth during the last three and a half years. Um, and, and it will be miserable. And that's kind of what I want to talk about is some of the things that will be happening um, in the last days. That's, that's why I've, I've, I've got this uh, ministry, Thomas Taylor Ministries. Uh, has has I felt God has called me to start talking about end time events because I believe God's given me some revelation. Some of the stuff I'm not hearing other people talk about. A lot of good material out there that that you should consume. That that's as long as it follows the Bible. But there's some other areas that I believe God has shown me that that fits right in with a lot of the other teachings that uh, well, well I think will will broaden your horizon, open up the the picture so you can understand more about the end times and what's about to take place things like this most people don't uh not this image but don't understand that there's a second heaven where the devil rules and he's going to fall to the earth nobody i've never heard anybody teach that but it we'll read it right here in the bible in just a moment um and also that there's fallen angels uh generals of satan that have ruled over ancient kingdom assyria babylon and so forth will rise out of the bottomless pit for the final three and a half years. And so um, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep going here on that. So she gave birth to Jesus and he was lifted up to heaven. We know after he fulfilled his ministry and rose from the dead, um, he, he rose up to heaven and is seated at the, the right hand of God the Father um, at the throne of God. And so it says here that the fallen angels were trying to devour the child. Let's just keep going here. But then in chapter 12, verse 5, it says she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Okay, that's Jesus that will rule during the millennial reign with a rod of iron. Or uh, one translation says he will pastor. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. That happened after the resurrection. Jesus was caught up. So this happened almost 2,000 years ago, right? And then verse 6, then the woman fled, the woman is Israel, into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that there she would be nourished for 1,260 days. All right, so that's verse 6. In verse 5, we're at the birth of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus where he, he ascends into heaven. By the time we get to verse 6, we jump 2,000 years into the future, or over 2,000 years into the future, and we're talking about the final three and a half years, which is the Great Tribulation. And so visions are like that. They can crunch together vast amounts of time to, to make it almost seamless, like there's no gap of time there. And so it, it can do that in, in these highly symbolic visions, like we're reading in chapter 12. All right, so next Verse 7 says, and there was war in heaven. Now we're already at the final three and a half years, as we covered in verse 6. Let me go back. The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God, where she's nourished 
for 1,260 days. That's three and a half years. That is the definitive time or, or duration of time of the Great Tribulation. So that lets us know we're now talking about the Great Tribulation. And that's when verse 7 takes place. Verse 7 says, and there was war in heaven. Okay, there, you might see, seem, it might seem like there's war all the time. Uh, there must be war in heaven all the time. But this was the final war. This is the one where God wins. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon, being the devil, the dragon and his angels waged war. Verse 8 says, and they were not strong enough. The, the devil and his angels were not strong enough to withhold the forces of heaven from taking over second heaven. Second heaven is that invisible realm right above the earth where principalities and powers, mights and dominions rule over the earth. There's basically thrones and places of authority that rule over planet earth there. And so uh, the forces of heaven, God's heaven, takes over this place called second heaven and, and, and evicts all the devils. And so uh, they're only able to be in that place for uh, a certain amount of time, but the war um, finalize it, finalizes it. They're kicked out of that place of power and authority in second heaven. So now God's angels and, and all his beings, whether it be saints of old or whatever, are going to rule in that place called second heaven. And now the devil has fallen to the earth. Verse 9, And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who was called the devil and Satan. Just in case you didn't know who the dragon was, it's very clear it's the devil or Satan, the accuser, who deceives the whole world. He didn't just deceive, you know, most of the world. He deceived everybody. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. This is not third heaven where God's throne is. This is the place of rulership over the earth. He was already cast out of third heaven way back there in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. That's when he was cast out of third heaven. He's never been to third heaven since then. So that's why we hear him when we read about Satan being cast out of heaven over and over. We're like, man, that doesn't make sense. No, he was cast out of third heaven in Ezekiel 28. Isaiah 14, he's cast out of second heaven right here in Revelation 12. Um, and so that's why people get confused and try to match it up, but they don't realize that there's more than one heaven. Satan wasn't cast out of uh, the same heaven over and over and over. No, there's more than one heaven, and he's being cast out of all of them. All right, so he's cast down. He deceived the whole world, and... Again, he is currently the God of this world, but now he's going to be walking the earth during the final three and one half, one half years, the Great Tribulation. Along with him will be all his demons and fallen angels and fallen cherubs, um, and also a particular uh, fallen uh, cherub called the Beast. And this uh, fallen cherub is just as evil as Satan himself. Um, and this fallen cherub will, will, I don't know if he rises out of the bottomless pit or is currently in second heaven and will fall down, which I kind of lean towards. Nonetheless, he's going to appear on, he's going to not appear, but he's going to be on earth. 
He's a spirit, so we won't see him. But this is the beast is that that fallen cherub that will possess a man called the Antichrist. And so that's why the Antichrist is called the beast, because he's possessed by a being, a spirit called the beast, which is a fallen cherub. And the Antichrist will allow him to possess him so that he can exercise power uh, over the earth. And also, when you hear the beast, it's a spirit. It's the man, the Antichrist. And it's also the government, the world government, which is what we're talking about today, that will run uh, a world government, a, a government that, that covers globally, uh, a one world government. And so that one world government is also called the beast basically because it's run by this fallen cherub called the beast. All right, so this all happens at the midpoint of Daniel's 70th week. The great tribulation begins. All right, and then we jump to verse 11. It says, and they overcame him. Who's they? Well, let's read it. Who is they? They overcame him, Satan and the, the beast, the, the, the Antichrist, they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony and they did not love, love their lives even, in, even when faced with death. Now, who's the one that, who are the ones that overcome by the blood of the lamb? Well, the answer is clear. That's the Christians. Only the Christians have the power to overcome by the blood of the lamb. This is a verse that makes it very clear that Christians are here during the Great Tribulation. We're talking about the final three and a half years, the times time and a half a time where Israel uh, is escaping the grips of, of Satan. And so we're talking about the Great Tribulation and Christians are right here mentioned. Jews don't over, over, overcome, overcome by the blood of the Lamb. They have rejected Christ. Christians overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And we are to not love our lives even when faced with death. So we are not gone prior to the tribulation or the great tribulation. We are not gone prior to Daniel's 70th week. It is very clear we're right here overcoming all this stuff that's happening in the earth. Then verse 14 but the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman, Israel, and so, so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the Spirit. So this is a, another verse that reiterates what was spoken of earlier that we've already covered um, somewhere around uh, verses 5 and 6 where Israel flees for time to time and half a time. Well, this is a repeat but now we're going into more detail. Uh, how does she escape the clutches of Satan? By the two wings of a great eagle. Well, who's the great eagle? Well, that's the United States. When we read about the great eagle in the Bible, it's a symbol. This is a highly symbolic vision representing the United States of America. I noticed, and notice also that it is great. Even at this point in the Great Tribulation, uh, the eagle is still great. So... Israel is able to flee the persecution that the devil brings through the world government on the nation of Israel. And so they'll flee uh, someplace, it says, until the wilderness. We don't know exactly where that is. Some people say Petra, but Petra's not good, big enough. 
But anyway, they're going to flee. A remnant will flee. A large portion of the Jews are going to be slaughtered, like two-thirds. It'll be awful, just terrible. Jacob's trouble begins. Uh, but some will flee and be protected by the United States of America someplace. And they will be nourished, which means probably naturally someone will provide for them food and water, shelter or something. And it could also mean spiritually. This could also be the place or the location where the two witnesses are hiding out, I guess you could say. Uh, a place in the wilderness. So Israel could go there to be nourished spiritually and hear the word of the Lord there uh, as well. Again, this is for three and a half years. Part of Israel, a remnant of Israel, will be saved out of the, the slaughter that's going to take place by the world government against the Jews. There is great anti-Semitism in uh, the United Nations, which I believe is ultimately the final world government or a revised version of the anti uh, of the um, of the United Nations, where the Antichrist takes over the United Nations, and he he sets up rule with ten kings, and they are his security council. And we'll get into all of this uh, in the next video. We'll get into a lot of of what uh, the symbols mean, uh, who the the final nations are in the world government. And, and we'll, we'll get into the 10, uh, we read about the dragon with 10 horns. The 10 horns are 10 kings or world leaders. And uh, they're the ones that are going to rule the world for the, the final three and a half years. Satan knows he has a short time. That short time is three and a half years before it's all over, before the asteroid strikes and the whole world just goes dark. And so he has a very short time before the asteroid comes. Um, the days will be cut short because of the, the asteroid strike that we read about in Revelation chapter 8. All right, so Israel is, a portion of Israel is protected from the presence of the serpent. Again, the serpent is Satan, and his presence is going to be right here on earth because we just read he had fallen to the earth. Then, so this is a, an image of uh, the eagle. So uh, the, remnant, the remnant of Israel goes off into the desert and uh, they are protected by the great eagle. Again, I believe that to be the United States of America. And that's for three and a half years where the Jews will be protected by uh, us. I'm an American. And, when, and if you know anything about Israel, the United States, we have a very close relationship. We, we want to protect Israel. They are our main and pretty much our only allies in the Middle East. And uh, so our relations are very, very close. And the good news is the United States will be here in the last days. Some people teach that the United States isn't mentioned. It's gone. It's, no, it's right here. It's the great eagle that will be protecting some of the Jews during the final three and a half years. And the eagle is still great at that time. All right. So finishing up, we'll jump to verse 17. So the dragon was enraged with the woman, which is Israel, and went off to make war with the rest of her children. Who are her children? Those that keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. Well, the children of, of Israel, of Jesus, the offspring of Israel, is the church of Jesus Christ. Again, another reference that proves pre-trib rapture is not true. 
prepare for the final days. Church, you need to wake up. These are scriptures I'm giving you that, that prove we're the ones that keep the commandments of God. The Jews don't. Nobody else does. We're the church, and we're right here during the final three and a half years on the earth. Be prepared for persecution, um, but never, ever be afraid. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in this world. We have overcome, as we've just read, by the blood and by the word of our testimony. We, over, we overcome by our faith in Christ Jesus. And so we will be provided for, we'll be taken care of during the, the persecution and then even during the asteroid strike. Um, and we are, as we already, we have already read, are to not love our lives unto death. But again, uh, just another verse that proves that we will be here uh, during the Great Tribulation. And so next time we're going to be talking about the, the world government in particular uh, will rise up and we'll see, you know, what the, the, the seven heads are and what are the, the, the beasts. It talks about, uh, you know, the bear and the leopard, uh, the lion, and then some dreadful beast. And, and so we'll talk about all those symbols and what they mean and who the nations are that comprise the final world government that will be the Security Council of the United Nations. World government is here. You, you can know it just by what's happening with the, the coronavirus, how the, they have used that um, and probably planned that to to tighten the grip of communism or marxism or socialism worldwide so um they they tried to steal the election in the united states and they tried to impeach the president trump uh they they had the russia hoax they i mean it's because trump stood in the way of world government government and globalism and so there's some really wicked people who will lie, cheat, steal, kill, murder uh, just to push this plan forward because our time is coming very, very short. The devil knows it. And there are some people on planet Earth that know it, that when that asteroid comes, whenever it comes, I mean, that's it. After that, the world goes into almost a, a Bronze Age or a Stone Age. Um, darkness, no plant life, no food and vegetation. Commerce stops, no movement of gas, oil, all the cars, all the vehicles stop where they run out of oil, run out of gas. The world comes to a shutdown. And so there's some people I believe that know that. And so they're trying to implement world government so that they can take control and implement the mark of the beast and make us worship government instead of worship Jesus Christ. And that's ultimately what world government wants us to do, is to look to them to provide everything. You do not own anything. You rent your house. You no longer own any property. You don't own a car, a house, your property. No more ownership. That's what communism does. And if you know anything about the history of communism, it, it is murderous. The people starve to death. Communism has never once worked. Social, socialism has never once worked. It is from the pit of hell. If you know anything about Karl Marx, he, he was a student of Satan himself, a worshiper of Satan. And so um, this is the stuff that's happening in the earth today. And uh, you can see it tightening its grips today. But don't worry if you're born again, if you're in Christ, death 
uh, cannot harm you. To live is good, but to die is gain as well. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into chapter 13. This is part one of a series that I'll be, be covering on chapters 12 through 14, talking about the fall of world government. When Jesus Christ returns, he will set up his kingdom and destroy the Antichrist uh, and, and the United Nations and world government. But the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? Are you ready spiritually? It's good to be prepared for some things that are coming naturally with food and water and shelter, but be prepared more, most importantly, spiritually. If you're not right with God, now's the time to cry out to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm, if you're, if you're not born again, say, I'm a sinner. I admit my sins. I, I, I repent and turn to you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again the third day. And I receive your forgiveness. I receive the new covenant of your shed blood for my sins. And once you do that, you become a child of God. And so death can no longer touch you. You'll never have to be afraid of death again. That's the only way to be ready for the things that are coming. And, and those that are Christians, be ready in prayer and fasting turning away from the things of this world. Don't get caught up in the things of this world. Uh, be prepared naturally. Take care, get ready, you know, take care of your family, get, get food and preparations and so forth. Um, but, but be prepared spiritually more than anything else. All right. Follow me for the next time. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that, uh, subscribe button and click the little bell to get notifications. So, you know, every time I put up a new video, Thank you for joining us on Rumble, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, and all these other places that I can be found, my podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. God bless.